2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to one of the final episodes of this weekly podcast. I mean, we we don't have much to go, do we, old fella chum?
3: Well, fella boy, the thing is, next week's one is the penultimate one, but what's this one? There's a word for the one before penultimate, and I've forgotten it. I've heard it before, and I've forgotten it, boy.
2: Pre-penultimate? Pre-penultimate. Yeah, could be. I think that's it's it, it's it, mate. It's
3: a pre- pre-nuptial, it's pre-nuptial, that's what it is.
2: Yeah, I could do one of them. What? Well, mm. Not me. How you doing then, up kid? So yours, is mine. Yeah, all right. All right, I had a busy week. Busy week, I had a busy weekend, busy week. And and now I'm just winding oh, down God. watching the PGA on TV. Well, I want to watch the PGA after we finish this. But um it's all Lord right get on with it, then. um his...
3: who's playing? Is Tiger Woods playing? Yeah,
2: he was. Mr. Cut.
3: Did he? Yeah. funny, eh? Still bloody lashed, did not he? I the think it is, the only ones I really care about are um, Laurie Cantor and Eddie Pepperall, because they're my best mates.
2: Oh, we're playing golf with them soon, aren't we? Well, I say we're, I am, and you'll just be driving around a golf buggy, probably souped Duncan, up. Say
3: we actually, we're, yeah, we're both attending, but I'm, I'm the beer buggy, because I don't know if I've, I don't know if anyone who's listening knows, and if you, I think you know Tommy by now. But I'm an absolutely massive lad who bloody loves chopping pints. So um, I'll, be, I'll be a flute of champagne in hand, driving one handed around the ruddy course here in Belfast.
2: One Bath. of those statements is true. Um, chopping pints, definitely not. I've never seen you chop a pint. Once I have actually, and that was probably about six years ago. Other than that, I've not seen you ever chop one. I've seen you drink a few, but. You're not a chopper but you're a you're a massive unit I'll I'm give you that and you lost a lot of weight I give you that and you're looking quite cool and um, when you're not wearing tweed okay. I'll give you that okay
3: um there's
2: a lot okay, of giving this has you been right good now. for me this cool book. Yeah, really but yeah it's really good really good
3: but I, it's been good for me so far my self-esteem but I I don't like decking pints I just don't like it yeah. um, I can I can happily drink 10 pints of lager between you know 12 and 5 p.m not a problem. Do it semi regularly with you, but uh, or pints of Guinness. Actually, I don't. I I say lager. I couldn't drink ten pints of lager in twenty four hours. I two pints and I'm out. It's so gassy. But Guinness, I will chop all day because it's basically it's like like it's sort of silky, isn't it? And it's not. There's no gas in it. So you don't like like
2: chopping pints. You don't like drinking games. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: No, but I, I no, but I love drinking games. The problem is, I'm such a cocky twat cocky twat that i don't lose drinking games mate i don't get them wrong i don't miss anything i don't eg all my 21s are on point my memory's my memory's crap but for drinking games my memory's good i'm at it i never lose i was talking to my kids today we are doing dares we're in this stream do
2: drinking games with your kids Baltic.
3: Do you? yes oh, that's a few points and it was baltic and it was like right you got if you lose this and i i made sure they lost you have to getting your, into your pants and you have to lie face down in a stream for 10 seconds with your face under, right? And then on your back and all that stuff. And they love it. And they said, do you ever do dares? And I said, mate, Powley, Matt Powell, I used to do the worst dares in the world. You right? call your kids Just mate? Worst.
2: That's a bit strange, but carry on. Hey? You call your kids mate? I found that a bit strange. I do, yeah. Yeah, I find it a bit strange. Go on.
3: That's oh, Um, Maybe it's strange. I don't mind. Um... But he did one once, drinking in this pub in Battersea, Battersea Rise. And there's this row of house, terraced houses opposite. And it was right, the loser of this drinking game, loser of spoofs, got to get into the upstairs window of one of those. It's a, it was a match day at Twickenham. And Danny Grewcott was with us because he was injured. And everyone at the pub knew he was because they there to watch the ruddy Rugger. Whoever loses, got to get in an upstairs window of one of those houses and do five naked star jumps. And Dan lost. He made sure that Dan lost. And it was just he used to do horrendous stuff like that. And then one of the other lads, Dog Reese, Dog he lost, and he had to go and um, put it politely, make love to the pavement on the opposite side of the road for sixty seconds. But make it realistic. It was horrendous. It was absolute. And everyone was watching. He made sure everyone watched. It was horrendous. But
2: sometimes Dave, uh, drinking games are a game of chance. It's not. You don't have to have a brain. It's it's luck. You know, you could play a number like game ones. where the numbers go around, whoever it lands on drinks, you know, and that could be, yeah, you. but that,
3: that's invariably half a pint or four fingers. I can, I can chop beer if I have to. I just don't, that's not how I, I don't enjoy, I don't enjoy neck in a pint, feeling bloated, neck in a pint, feeling like. That's not how you rock, is it? It's that's just, not I've how never, you rock. No, I'm, a, I'm a, the thing is, the thing about me, Tom, is let's say if you, the, the one thing, if, if anyone wants, me if anyone wants Jim to Hamilton, put, the one thing you notice on. is, you look at Jim Hamilton you look at me the one thing you notice is that I'm a grown up and he's just a long child yeah. next
2: pints I'm not a child but you are available for bookings for stag do's yeah brilliant um,
3: yeah I'm good I'll, I'll go all day I just you know speaking you
2: know of booze um, in a in a sensible responsible way um, I was up in Lot Lomond with uh, Diageo and that was just a special couple of days it's an amazing course the weather was absolutely fantastic I was up there with um, Metz and also uh, Damian Saunders from Sky and Sam Scott from uh, Viet, uh, who activate all of Diageo's sort of events. Anyway, unbelievable. Could not have wished for better weather. There was no wind. Really? Carved it up. And there was a lot of Johnny Walker on show because it's one right. of their products. Uh, you arrived, there was a, a glass of. Of Johnny Walker, there was Johnny Walker Blue. Um, it's like a ghost, I think it was. Or but anyway, a lot of whiskey. Is that and, the posh one? Yeah, different types of of the whiskey as well. So different variations with ginger. Um, I think some might have been with soda, with water. And uh I'll be honest with you, mate, I really enjoyed it. It's a lovely, lovely How'd little drop. Um played we played very well in the practice round on the first day, and we didn't mm. play as well in the actual tournament on the second day but we still That's because you had
3: Johnny or Johnny Walker on the Sunday night wasn't it? Yeah we
2: still finished second though so oh. got a nice bottle of Johnny Walker
3: How much of it's left? Which i would
2: probably have after playing touch tomorrow night I don't know <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, By the way I suggested you for a charity game recently someone said um, oh Wayne Barnes it was Barnes Yeah. was like
2: well you play like, Shank
3: still plays doesn't he? I said yeah, he does actually he plays mainly <laughs> touch but he's He's ready to go. Uh, he, does, he works out a lot. He goes. Oh, I'll get him in next year.
2: Oh, I play one. I play one game of touch like every month because that's the only thing I can do without my knee being too sore. That's it. But I mean, we have got a Guinness game. We got a Guinness game of touch coming up in Twickenham. Wow. I can't wait to lock horns with you. Nolly's playing as well. Just want to smash her in a tackle. Oh, mate. Hurt I mean, her. we don't
3: want to condone high tackling, but you take her
2: head off, yeah. Hurt her. I'm going to pinch her under we- the arms a lot.
3: No, but the thing is, we want to go, we want to be, you know, equality and push the women's game, women's game, that sort of stuff. But this is men against women when you take her on. So if you get a chance, mate, you, she's quick, but you've only got to catch her once, yeah? yeah? Take her out. I want her out of commission. Well, that's what they said in there. You um, have always said,
2: Dave, and this has been your motto, and I think you might have got it tattooed on you somewhere. Um, they can't run without their eyes.
3: They can't run without their eyeballs, Tom. I've said it a million times. No, um, it, it was a point proved to me by Martin Wood, the mm. old ex bath scrum half. Um, who um, I don't know how to put this without getting me in, into trouble. He would, he's that like, if you got on, if you're in the way and trying to get the ball, he was happy to gouge, and that might make him sound like a bad bloke. And do you know what? He is a bad bloke.
2: He's <laughs> a very bad bloke. I um I went to a dinner last night in Bishopston, which is in Bristol, just mm-hmm. across the bridge. Um, spoke at their dinner. So, um, John Jenkins was there, Jinx. Uh, he's their club captain. He's just retired now from two thousand eleven to to today, now. And uh, and Capes. Capes was the coach. Sounds a lot like Jethro. Um but it was very nice. Very love. very nice club. Lovely people there. Um they've got three oh, teams. I mean? They got the seventeens, um, the seconds, the first. But you know when you get two rugby clubs and you just you just get a good vibe about it. Um they're there for the, yeah. the culture, they're there for the experience, they're there for the social. And they've they've created a real good atmosphere there, and I really enjoyed it. Actually, it was nice. So, what I mean, did about hey, well half done. hour there. I, I know you know that because you sent one of them a, some fake dirt on me. What? Yeah. But not fake dirt. It wasn't. Anyway, well, let's not
3: dirt. Yeah,
2: maybe, but
3: we won't we won't discuss that on this pod because apart from anything else, it's something that you used to do when we were younger. And if we ever spend any sort of, you know, of our spare time at someone else's, la la, someone la, else's la, la la
2: la 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 Anyway, my well,
3: I won't go into it, but I'll, the reason I won't go into it is not to save your save your blushes. Cause I know you're hard to embarrass, but it's cause it was theft. It was no, theft. Wow. Um, and they can back, they can backdate crimes now with DNA. Anyway, anyway um, that was, that was very, that's nice, your so week. Is it fella?
2: Got to give, um, a shout up to the bish. Um, I mean, we can't, we can't keep this pod too long, I'm afraid today, um, because my wife's lost her voice, and um, I don't want to miss it. Oh no. Oh no. I've got to get home. I don't want to sure miss I... it. You're right. I got I want to get home. No. So that three <laughs> times now. <laughs> I get
3: it. I got it. I was just working my way up into a laugh. I've got this. No, I've got you this didn't. Big thing I, <laughs> no. No, I was, I did. I was cramping in my. I'm cramping. About my bottom right ribs is cramping, a muscle in between it or something. I don't know why it's cramping. It's been cramping all day. But I started to laugh, then I had to try and think of something else to oh, stop yeah. myself Digging yourself laughing. Out of this one. So I started looking at the wall and think, wondering what the colour. line to stop myself laughing at your joke, then I couldn't resist it anymore, and now I've got cramped my ribs. So
2: Are you sure it wasn't the well three done, times I good. had to actually explain myself?
3: It was no, that was tragic, but it was funny the first time. Well, I can't take credit um, for
2: that. That was that was Capes's. Um... I don't even actually. I can't actually remember his his full name. Is something like Kate. Who cares what his full name is? Who, mate, known he's known
3: as It's a, a toss what his name is.
2: He's the coach at Bishop's Stern. He works for Bristol Rugby, and uh, he either calls himself Jeff or Superman. He, he sounds like Jeffro. He went to see him the night before as well. Uh, that's my week. That's my week, though, mate. What What have you been doing? All
3: right, look, I'm, I'm going to be quick on my mate. I did a lovely Land Rover event with um, some various internet. I stop you there, Dave. It sounds
2: nice already. Oh. A lovely Land Rover event. Really nice. That sounds great. Little hotel in
3: London with Jason Robinson. Lovely little talk Q and A thing with Jason. He's he's pretty much the man in those
2: situations. The he's, mirror. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Those no situations. Two sports, which really hurt. Mm. What else have you been doing?
3: Um, that was that was nice. I did a believe it I did a wine tasting event on Thursday night in Henley. Um, Can I shock you? A, I like wine. Make, <laughs> I have a half a bottle of blue numb, please. Um and I don't know anything about wine. That was kind of the point. And did that. I met with a an old mate called Billy Moss with whom I played at Bath, who's a lovely man, and we had a few pints, three three blooming pints before the event. Event started at six, met Billy at five in Henley, and I said, You know what, Billy? I I'm not ready for this night to end. Come with us to this event. He said, But it's I've got my wife my wife's picking me up in a minute and it's hundred and fifty quid to come for dinner. And I said, leave that with me. Leave that with me, chief. She's bringing the car. Here we go. We're in a taxi. We're done. And got him in. I said, are there two spare seats? Yes, there are. In, lashed, got her back to the hotel. He dropped us off about half 12. We were quite loose by then. And he flew just after 6 a.m. to Bergerac from Heathrow. Um, so God knows how he did it. Anyway, that was nice. And um, I went to uh, the Bristol Property Awards.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, I know.
3: Ashton Gate on Friday, which is, uh, hasn't got a lot to do with me, but I went with Jane Ing and my friend who owns, uh, runs Media Clash business in Bath that do all Bath Life magazines and Bristol Life and all that, and um, actually had a, a thoroughly nice time. And that was that's kind of it, Tommy. And then up to Wasps, up to the Rico on Saturday. So there's me week, son. But uh, you met uh, up
2: with Lee Byrne or Lee Byrne saw you at uh, the Property Awards, didn't he? No. Oh, well, he saw you.
3: Right um he didn't say hello then no he, he, might, he might
2: have seen you from far because I, I thought you might have been hosting it but he said you weren't um so a little bit incognito but bernie's a great bloke
3: i didn't see bernie oh, i did no. not see it. i would have quite liked you. to have seen bernie but yeah there
2: you go. great bloke why didn't he
3: say hello what a weirdo i know. never liked him never liked that guy i found that bit um, of, but there you go boys so as a, a week it's a week it's a week okay
0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: Let's crack on with the rugby stuff. But just before we touch into the the final round of the Gallagher, uh, there was a little bit of Pro 14 to be played. So there was a big game between the Ospreys and the Scarlets. Now, this is for seventh place um, in the Champions Cup. So, massive game. It was also a big game for a lot of players that are either leaving the regions, but you've got Wayne Pivak, you've got Stephen Jones. They're all leaving. The Scarlets, there's Scott Baldwin and others that are leaving the Ospreys. So, an emotional day for all. And Mm -hmm. the Ospreys won. Deservedly, they won. 21-10. Good game. It was a good game. I enjoyed it. There's quite a lot of niggle out there, as you can imagine, because it's the local derby. Scarlett didn't score a point in the second mm. half. Um, a few little worries for me. One is Rhys Patchell. Now, we saw a couple of years ago how phenomenal he was when he came. Um, well, he sort of burst onto the scene slightly in the Six Nations against Scotland in a phenomenal game, didn't he? And then he was mm. sort of marked out the game and put a lot of pressure against England and never quite recovered and Gatlin didn't really pick him again. Uh, but since then, he's... Struggle with a lot of concussion, and you can just see it. You can see it when you're watching him in uh, in the tackle situation. He doesn't want to make a head-on tackle, and which is quite hard if you're really? a ten, because most of your tackles are coming head-on, offset piece, and most tens are targeted Yeah, and people are targeting him because they know he's had concussion issues, he just doesn't look right. Doesn't look right taking the ball into contact. Seems really tentative. You just hope he re- he can recover from him because. It's really difficult because it's not like a pulled muscle. It's not like a strained quad where, you know, you, you have your first sprint, everything's fine, your confidence grows and, and you're fine, you're back again. You know, concussion yeah. issues are, are totally different. And it's very, very visible when he's playing, I think, which is not great for the scarlets, and not great for him because you're not getting the best out of him. A couple of other things, Lee Halfpenny, has showed some unbelievable wheels to sort of chase down Keelan Giles. We don't really see he's Lee Hart.
3: He's still got the time, mate.
2: Yeah, he has. And you don't really see him running flat out because he's never really in situations like that to run flat out. You see him catch the ball at 15, hoof it back, run, um, get people on side. You don't really see him that much in open spaces to gauge really how fast he is. But... He has Mm -hmm. got wheels, mate. It was a great tackle on Keelan Giles because Keelan Jars is no slouch. Uh, There was some very good centers on show. Owen Watkins, Corey Allen against Hadley Parks and Jonathan Davis. The pick of the bunch for me was Owen Watkins. Was he? Yeah, looked good. We've seen glimpses of him in a Wales shirt. He's not held down that 12 at the moment. It's it's probably with Hadley Parks, but um, strength and depth is looking good. I'm sure he's going to be in the World Cup squad. He looked really sharp yesterday. Uh, Dan Evans again looked sharp, uh, but the Ospreys just got better pack. Right? You know, they've when you look at their pack, they've got you know they've got Tipperick, Ollie Cracknell had a good game, scored a try and when Jones, Adam Beard, two massive units in the second row, Nicky Smith, yeah. Scott Baldwin, and then you have got people like Bradley Davis. I'll coming work that, isn't it? Yeah, it is hard work. So, uh, well, on the Ospreys, they're through to the um, European Champions Cup which is massive, isn't it, really? for Yeah, teams.
3: it's enormous. But do you know, Tommy, i got a bit of a thing about it, mate.
2: Go on, hit me with everyone, it.
3: Everyone wants to fight so hard to get into it. They're never going to win it. There's no way they're going to win it. But I often think that clubs want to get their... First thing it's a status thing, which I kind of understand.
2: It's more revenue, it's about hundred grand, I think, extra, which is but maybe also more. it's better for
3: sponsorship. Yeah. More people want to sponsor your club if you're in the big games. But otherwise, as in rugby terms, this is a rugby team. In rugby terms, there is absolutely no chance they're gonna win it. So No, there's not. But it also kind of think,
2: it, it generates more interest, okay, for, for players. Um, signing players, playing in the top-tier European competition. It's better for fans. They're seeing better teams. They're seeing better quality coming yeah. to your your stadium. So it is a bit of a knock-on effect. You go down but to it the... Batters it batters your squad, though. It batters your squad having to play those games. Yeah, it does. But, you know, there's, there's certain teams, right, you think, right, you're not suited to play in Champions Cup. You look at teams like the Dragons and you look at teams at the bottom of the, of the Gallagher, You know, your Newcastles, possibly. You know, they're they're in a transition stage at the moment. They're still trying to grow. They're still trying to get better. But the Ospreys have been, probably, up until the last couple of years, the best team in Wales. The Scarlets have probably took that mantle the last couple of years when they've won it, the finished second. So I think the Ospreys will do all right. They look good yesterday. Um, Gareth Anscombe's going there as well, which is going to strengthen their team. George North, Scott Williams, Owen Watkins. There's quality there. There's no doubt about that. They just need everyone fit. Um, you had the playoff semi-finals as well. So you had um, Glasgow versus Ulster. And Glasgow ended up hammering them. 50 points to 20. Mm. Two good teams out as well. You know, you've got McCloskey playing, Jacob Stockdale, Billy Burns played at 10, Luke Marshall, yeah. um, Rory job. Best, Ian Henderson. You know, so... That was a that was a pretty decent Ulster team, but Glasgow just took them apart. Tommy Seymour scored a brace. Um, Stain in the centre, Carl Stain. We've not seen loads of him for Glasgow. Nick Grigg has been playing a fair bit of thirteen, but um, he's good. He's very good. He's powerful. He's strong. Um, he's direct. He's abrasive. Really like watching him play. But Sam Johnson has just come on and on. You saw him in the Six Nations. You saw the amazing try he scored against um, England. He scored one a couple of weeks ago against Leinster, which is very similar. The guy's got pace, but also it's, it's his passing game and his distribution game, which is really nice. And he delays a lovely pass to Stuart Hogg, who ends up putting Seymour in, I think, for his second. But he's looking like the real deal there at 12.
3: And Leinster did a bit of a job on Munster. Did you see the Damien Cronin try? So it was Key and Healy, draw and pass. Tigre Furlong, draw and pass. Uh, Damien Cronin uh, cuts a line that I believe just completely cuts Joey Carberry in half and scores. You like, It's just beautiful midfield play from the Leinster front row. Just different gravy.
2: Mate, he cuts lines all the time. He's so yeah. dynamic as a hooker. Exactly what yeah. you want. Uh, James Lowe had a really good game. Um, he got yellow card at one stage, but um scored an, an a very nice try but there's a moment in that game and Murray Kinsella tweeted it you know the Irish um journalist and it was lovely it was it was like someone just i think it might have been it was it, it might have been Andrew Conway and James Lowe were having a bit of a push and James Lowe just backed off and then next minute smashes this next Munster player and then he's like whooping a little bit into uh into Conway's sort of face and direction it, it was just good you know he didn't retaliate at all he got back into position smashed down a Munster guy and then it was sort of chest out bit of a macho thing i love seeing yeah, that like it so yeah so we've got a final we've got uh leinster and edinburgh final
3: who do you reckon go on
2: edinburgh i'm picking really picking edinburgh because i just love hoggy
3: the Hogmeister general.
2: The Hogmeister. I mean, I think, you're, you're I think talking they're going to win. But. You're talking about two teams. Like, you're not playing, you're not up against a real physical team where that's why I worry a little bit with Leinster. When they go up against the juggernauts like Saracens, where they will just destroy them. Anyway, you just them. say
3: you love Hoggy, but he plays for Glasgow.
2: Yeah, I thought I said Glasgow to win, didn't I?
3: Yeah, I'm, just, I'm making a joke because you said Edinburgh in the final.
2: That's, yeah, sorry, mate. It's Scotland, just, isn't I was it? just
3: make, I was, mate, I was making a lol. I was just having a blimmin Sunday night lol. I was having right? a
2: Lawrence Delaglio. Um Yeah. Yeah, big lol, mate. Slip of the tongue. Um, but when yeah. Leinster come up against physical teams like Saracens, that's when I worry for Leinster because, well, I don't worry, but that's where they're going to come undone. But you've got two teams, very similar in style of play. It's going to be real close, for, but I, I just think Edinburgh in a better place. There, you got it. Put your money on, on Glasgow. Said Edinburgh again, didn't I? Can't help it. She did. But that's all right. Can't help it. Let's talk Gallagher. Let's talk Gallagher.
3: Gallagher. I mean, look, we can make this really complicated if we want. Uh, Chiefs, Chiefs ran away with it against Saints, but Saints have got to go back there next week to play in the semi-final. So they look like Bigger and Reinach look like they might have got knocks, but I'm hearing they're, like they're hopefully okay. But without one of those guys, they, there's no way they're going to win at Chiefs. They need Ryan. Chiefs started to... Yeah, they absolutely need him. Chiefs started to cook, really, in the second half. They looked great. Slade looked great. Dave Ewers, Don Armand, usual suspects, dominant. Um, and Chiefs really started to do a job. But, you know, Don Armand scores the pick-and-go try. Ben Moon scores a pick-and-go try. It's 14 points. If you can find a way to repel that, like Wasp did a few weeks ago down at Sandy Park, unexpectedly, it must be said. They found a way to repel it. If you can do that and you take 14 points off them, you're playing against a completely different team. You know, yeah. so if you could just take away their pick-and-go game, find a way to take it away, whether that's technical or it's beatable. But at the moment, very few teams manage that. Um, so Jamie Gibson was brilliant for Saints. Roy Hutchinson is just fabulous at 13. I think they're going to pick him in a
2: Scotland squad. Mind you, there's a, there's a few good centres. You know, We've not talked about really yeah. Hugh Jones either. He's I'm not sure if Lo- he's a lovely player. What, what I liked uh, about the Exeter, um, they're just... They're so... They're yeah. so dynamic five meters out like you said but also it's the it's a dennis try which which i liked it's just yeah everyone knows what they're doing it was white was spot on with his pass i think you've got it might have been simmons i can't i couldn't see the number on the back just running a dummy line takes the defender out really well worked try there wasn't anything flash it was just pick and goes um but there's nothing better than a foot race i don't care you see yeah. him in sevens, but you don't often see it in fifteens. And that Reinhardt intercept was was brilliant. You he got he's just pulling he wasn't away. Was he racing the end? Was it? He's, he's so pulling great. away. But yeah. that's that's just a classic example, really, of where not normally you say this, but Exeter have just tried to overcomplicate things. They're normally quite basic in, in what they do. They're very good at it. Yeah, they're five meters out, they're trying to do a loop pass. Voto ends up throwing the ball f- way too far back. Um, I think he's trying to hit white or. Or possibly Simmons, but if you just throw hands there, it's a try in the left-hand corner because it's T-R-Y time, Eddie. Yeah, I know. Uh, Isn't it? Because there's two, there's two players off. For yeah, Northampton. Agree, agree,
3: agree entirely, agree entirely, fella. Um, however, Exeter outright favourites for that, but Northampton play with such confidence, such freedom of spirit.
2: Yeah, they did, yep, like, they did.
3: They look great. Do you know, someone said to me, told me a, a bit of insight at the weekend it came from one of the saints coaches someone who told me i will remember in a sec but via one of the saints coaches and it was how why, why is chris boyd so good and he said well he doesn't only encourage us to play heads up rugby i was one of the players it doesn't only encourage it doesn't say just play it he teaches us how to play heads up rugby so everyone says it if something's on go for it yeah but this is how we look at the field this is how we decide what is on and then if we have players in space boys go for it do what you like because you're all really really good yeah and i trust you i I trust you to back you trust you to make something happen so they were great and they they they, they probably don't have much of a chance but they got I think they're much better placed to cause extra problems than harlequins at the moment who looked reasonably toothless in attack as they lost to wasps at the rico yes they scored a couple but it, it scored but some point 25 points so they weren't that toothless but it was a lot of one out stuff Wast defense really up for it kieran brooks leathering people joe launchbury everywhere nick in ball. unbelievable athlete under, um Believable contribution for someone that large um, all around the field. But although it was 27, 25 and Harlequins were about half a yard, half a meter off sort of making it to the top four with a final penalty kick with Jamie Lang, it, mm. it would have been not, I'm not going to say a travesty. That's ridiculous. It would have been like, wow, what did win that? I mean, I watched it live and they were significantly better, sharper. Uh, Joe Simpson was fab in his last game for the club yeah. after 300 years. Um,
2: what I will say, Dave, is uh, Danny Care scores a try. And this is a rule I'd love to see changed. Because post protectors yeah. are so big, you can't defend round them. No matter... But yeah, it's ridiculous. It's You know, it should be something like um, NFL. You know, the post should, be, should maybe start from behind and come out under um, the try line. Because there's just nothing you can do. It's too easy yeah. to score those tries. And we're seeing far more of them now. Um, just on the first try... That was one of my favourites, right? It's a free kick, isn't it, off the scrum. And what happens is Danny Kerr has to shoot back to... It's a free kick. He's shooting back 10 metres. Um, Wasp go quick. But but because Kerr's gone back, there's it ends up being man-on-man. Man. So um, Marcus Smith has to take um, Sopawanga. And it's just the timing of the pass from Daly to LaRue and LaRue to Bassett. It's just absolutely spot on you can't beat it yeah I yeah, love watching it Um yeah. talk me through Leicester Bath well I'll talk you through a little bit as well Um 31 massive win for Bath playing Champions Cup Rugby next year
3: yeah but again for the reasons we said it, it's important and all that but they ain't gonna win it so I mean i I don't know. It's, it's like that's
2: a that's a bit of a defeatist attitude. To have, everything I depends reckon. on it. Yeah, but you like you. No, you're
3: no, not no. Gonna... I get it. You go you go on the field. You try and win a game. You yeah. go out in the field. You try and win a game. This is my point. But everyone goes nuts about it, and it's like, why is everyone going nuts about that? You're going to go nowhere near winning it. So it's like, you'd rather be in it. Of course you would. But it's like, wow, that saved our season. We qualified for a competition. We've got no chance of winning. I just don't get it. Why clubs go so mad about it when they're nowhere near in the game?
2: Because it's it's seen as a a bit of a kick in the teeth if you you don't make the Champions Cup. You, you're playing in a second it's tier competition. It? Yeah, it's everything. It's fans. It's massive yeah, for the fans. You're, dead, you're dead right, but it, yeah, mean, but you, if
3: you're if you're Bath and you have been struggling for a few years, and you know, considering how much money you spend and the amount of caps and experience you got in your squad, you're a team like that. Actually, are you not better off? And the, all the pressure is on Bath's domestic form. No, no one cares about... nothing. No one expects them to win Europe. Everyone at Bath expects to be top four. Yet they're miles off top four, actually, in terms of form. So are you not better off being in the second-tier competition and achieve, hitting semi-finals again? Um, I think you are. I think you're better off doing that. I bet... I bet you they struggle for top four again next season. I'm not, I'm not sure. am having massive mate. European games will not help.
2: I'm not sure with you on that one. I look at Bath and Anthony Watson's been out for a long time. Jonathan Joseph has been out for a long time. When those two are back, they look completely different. You've got to keep them fit. I agree with that. Um, I think they've looked, they have a bit more of an attacking edge when Freddie Burns is at 10. That's a big thing for them is who is their best number 10. Um, they have They've got quality players for that team and, I mean I'm I'm not saying they're gonna win Europe, but they can certainly win a few games in that competition, and that's good for morale and that's good for confidence. So I think I think they deserve to be there and I'm looking forward to watching them play next year. Different with Leicester Tigers, a little bit, but you still look at that Leicester Tigers team and there's still plenty of of quality top class players there. Um they've had a poor year, second from bottom, wow. Um, but it just didn't go their way. I tell you, Mercer was lucky that he got the pass away to Thock singer, because he gave that a bit late. Um, but should have given it mm-hmm. the first time. But gets away with it. Mm-hmm. But look, it's it, it's nice. I, I reckon. I'm, I'm glad they're in the the Champions Cup because I do think they've got more to offer. But they do need. the yeah, best Yeah,
3: obviously the next Bath player. I'm, I'm not. I'm no. I'm no more inclined to support Bath. No, no. Me. I know that. Anyone else, to be honest, even though I play them, but I, I do. I hope they do well too because they're there, you know, there's some ruddy good players down there and they, they've they seemed to have some horrible luck with injuries. Falatow's barely played, Lowe doesn't play very much, Underhill hasn't played very much. Yep. Watson, Joseph, they get these sort of top guys back, and you're right, yeah, they're a different side. And you know, um, they've got a, they've got a new director of rugby we can, as well,
2: as well, so sorry. they've got a new director of rugby as well, so it's, it's a bit of a fresh start for them, you know, you, you've written them off a little bit. But,
3: yeah, that, that's why. That's why I think it's going to be. That's why I think it's going to be too hard playing in Europe mm-hmm. as well. Yeah,
2: possibly. Right, go Either way, play it, playing, can't you, it? You're right.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, you know, wish them all, wish him all, Dick best. Obviously, uh, Newcastle, Bristol, we can respectfully kind of brush over because it wasn't a brilliant game. Piers O'Connor, scored, Piers O'Connor scored a lovely try. What a player he's been this season yeah. from Ealing to Bristol. He's been fantastic. Charles Pieterow scored a nicely worked try actually. Um, and Newcastle got that back into it. But I mean, it, it was a it was a game that meant nothing. And I know no games mean nothing, but some of them do. Um but obviously very sorry for Newcastle. Um the the game of the weekend was at the AJ Bell, forty six forty
2: one, sale I Gloucester. I know.
3: It was just nuts. Like Matt Banahan ghosting through the middle, now playing twelve, his third or fourth position of the season for Gloucester. Ghosting through the middle, unopposed, rubbish defence, it has to be said, but he still did it. He's crossed Field kicking, you know, for the Katsia try. Yeah. finishing off beautifully, rapid on the wing, rapid. Jake Pelledri feeding him twice, rapid Jake Pelledri. And then Son- Denny Solomon's finish, Faf de Klerk's entire game, Faf clerks Klerk's break down the right for the AJ McGinty. Mm. I mean, Byron Bar- Bar- McGuigan down the left. They were just, it was relentless entertainment. Relentless. Great value for money
2: if you made that. I mean, it's great value for money just watching it on BT, but let alone that. Going to yeah. the AJ Bell to watch that, you know, you'd be, you know, you'd be a little bit disappointed if you're Gloucester, obviously losing, but as a neutral, what a fantastic game! And then Worcester beating Saracens, you what? I know, I know, I know. You what? I know, I know, I know. And they sort of they ended up gifting really that... Saracens a try with just a poor backs move, and Tompkins picks up and goes yeah. through and looks really sharp actually, but. Yeah, he always looks sharp. He, he never seems to be out and out first choice. But yeah. Duncan Weir's passing was on point. You know, fizzing them out over the tops, nice and flat. You didn't yeah. quite see. And I know it's a different Saracens team to the one that's won Europe, and there obviously there's a lot of players that have come in and a lot of players rested. Um, you could sort of see Alex Goode being rested after his 48 hour bender with his little bum bag on, but you're still playing. He's yeah. still playing Saracens still comes with a tag. But their, their defence was quite passive, I thought, against Worcester. Not normally uh, associate that really with Saracens. They're normally really up fast. They're normally in your face. It's normally man-on marking. And they sort of try and force teams to play on the outside of them, which doesn't normally work unless you're Worcester Warriors. Yeah, when it does. Uh, hey, Josh Adams right. scores a try. Could have scored another one, but ends up putting it on the inside, I think, to Pennell. Uh, yeah, what a signing he's going to be! Actually,
3: but still scored a nice mince pie.
2: Yeah, what a signing he's going to be for Cardiff next year. They've done well oh, to, to sign him.
3: Think about Worcester; they're losing Josh Adams, Bryteen, Ben Teo. Yeah. Um, who's the other rock star? They're losing Jack Singleton, Hooker. That's four of their top six players. Arguably, they're losing. They're going to battle next year, fella. Mm. They're going to battle. Yeah, I reckon. Battle this year with those boys. I mean, Ben Teo hardly played a minute, but. But yeah, Sarri's, they were nothing like the real Sarri's, let's just face it. But it's lovely for Worcester to finish like that. Again, it's a game that didn't mean anything really, but everyone was safe and all that. But it um, It was nice. it was it's lovely to see, let's face it, I mean, they're all premiership clubs, they're all big. But a smaller club beat the biggest club of all. Last day of the season, sellout crowd, nice sunny day. It's actually a lovely spectacle. And um, Duncan Weir ended up being the difference, I thought, between the two sides. And he's been... Luckily, they've still got him next season because he's been a revelation for them. I think he's been great.
2: Yeah, I think he's been great as well. Um, hopefully now this podcast is a little bit longer than half hour. I know we had a couple of people tweeting us last week saying it didn't last their whole entire gym session. Um, Would have lasted yeah. one of Tom my... Tom Big
3: sent me a WhatsApp actually calling us rude names because it wasn't long enough.
2: I mean, I normally do a half hour in the gym anyway. That's long enough for me. No, but no. you longer, yeah. are you?
3: I do... High high intensity interval sessions, mate. That's what I do. I do about a half hour, 40 I mean, I minutes. don't. Same here. Don't go any longer than that. No. I'm bored otherwise.
2: Like ten times a week then. Um
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, I don't I don't train on Sundays, but I do double sessions every other day, so it does end up being forty six mm. sessions a week, hence the rig. Yeah. Um hey, we've we've done that, boys. Semi finals next week. I'm down at Chiefs, fella. Are oh, you? Chief Saints, yeah.
2: Not sure where I am. Yeah,
3: sec- always go to the second one, don't we? Because it's highlights, isn't it?
2: But we would be co- recording the pod on a Monday, weren't we? In Devon, mm. a little place I like to call home from home. So, home.
3: Yeah, it'd be lovely, wouldn't it? it? Was such a nice time, weren't we? Yeah. Um, Doing it for the kids. Hey, fella, well, a hey, well done this week, fella. Yeah. Keep it going, all right. You're you're just the best, and just mate. Just sleep, right. sleep. Oh, Sleep safe from the knowledge that Mark Durden Smith hates us calling each other fella, boy, or mate.
2: Well, to be honest, mate, I'm not the biggest fan of him anyway. Now, um, I, I liked him, then I tolerated him, yeah. and now just can't be bothered with him. So,
3: I know that his attitude a couple of times with you has seen him go down in your estimations. And look, I don't want to be two faced because I like Mark, um, but I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, he's mate, he's got a uh, neck
2: like a pug, isn't he? You know, all that loose fat around his neck. You just pick him up by his neck, move him out the way, and uh, <laughs> he's always showing us pick his bum as well, isn't he? Throat. such a pug.
3: And putting him, put him back in his place. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. Anyway. He's an odd guy, and he, he looks really weird naked. Anyway. Fella pug neck. Well done, boy. All right. Bye.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better?